Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing how to thrive in a recession. Contrary to what's going on in the United States right now, we are in a recession. Is it a light recession? I have no idea. I am not a financial analyst or advisor, but according to what a uh, the definition of a recession is, we are in a recession. Denying the facts and changing the definition does not change what's going on. Now, there's no universal definition for an economic recession, but the analysts and investors commonly define it as two consecutive quarters of negative gross domestic product, GDP. By that metric, we are already in one today. And uh, today is... July 30th, 2022, as I record this. Most recessions don't last long. The average recession ever since World War II has lasted around 11 to 12 months. Uh, The COVID recession only lasted two months, uh, so it wasn't necessarily uh, a real recession because it didn't go two quarters. Now, I want to talk about this because In 1990, uh, I founded McAfee Heating and Air Conditioning with $274 in a used truck at a kitchen table, about the size of this table, Um, and we were in a recession at the time. I just didn't know any better. I'm sure if I would have got advice from someone, they would have said, don't start a business in a recession. However, we're going to learn today how many successful businesses were started in a recession and some even in a depression. So um, in 2008 and 2009, um, we chose not to participate in that recession. And while everyone else of my competitors chose to participate in the recession, um, we had um, record high numbers of 48% increase in 2008, 19% increase in 2009. I even had badges made up. They were patriotic American flag with the wording, we choose not to participate in the recession. And that's just my nature. Um somewhat of a maverick, and a lot of you are as well. So, um, you know, little did I know uh, that Sam Walton once said the same thing. He said, I was asked what I thought about the recession, um, whatever recession uh, he went through, and I thought about it for a minute, and I just decided not to partake in it. Uh, Seemed to work out pretty well for Sam. The home repair and maintenance business uh, demand always, uh, the demand always stays constant. And uh, I I say that 
because I know a lot of you listening to me are in the home improvement or home maintenance, home repair, uh, trade business. People are always going to need our services uh, because anything can break down at any time. Um, so, so we have a, a recession coming. Now, I don't know what's coming, folks, and nobody else does either. The next, over the next six months or so, it could get pretty tough, uh, tougher than we expect. And Warren, I listened to Warren Buffett this week, and Warren Buffett agrees that um, we are definitely in a recession, and he's noticing a lot of things happening. Inflation at an all-time high, somewhere around 9.1%. And uh, just being in the home repair, a home maintenance businesses, um, does not make us free from a recession, or, or it does not make us recession-proof. Um, our customers can decide at any time that they don't want anything maintained, that they'll take their chances and they'll skip a year or two without having anything maintained, repaired, or replaced. They can do that at any time. And enough of them do that, it would affect us greatly. So nobody, folks, nobody is necessarily recession-proof. I want to emphasize that because I, I mentioned this later in the podcast, but a lot of times when you re, uh, look up on the internet, when you research recessions, they want to list 10 or 15 companies or 20 companies that are recession-proof. And I'm not sure if there's such a thing because the customer determines if they want to buy or not. Okay. So, um, the first thing I want to talk about here, and I'm going to give you some uh, really good information on this, I think. I mean, I really got into it as I researched it and made notes. But we need to always be looking for opportunities. And opportunities come in different packages. But Dunkin' Donut, at one time a Dunkin' Donut franchise, I'm sorry, a Dunkin' Donut franchisee uh, got tired of scrapping all the remaining dough from the holes cut out and munchkins were born. So you've got to be always looking for opportunities. And opportunities can come during down times. Matter of fact, a lot of them do, which we're going to talk about today. In the McDonald's case, the very first drive through that McDonald's created in 1975 was really for civilians only, even though it was next to a large um, base, military base. It was to solve a logistical problem involving members of the military. At that time, military was not allowed to be seen in public in uniform. So this franchisee, again, came out with the drive-through window so military personnel didn't have to get out of their vehicle and they could still eat at McDonald's. And of course, you know today, McDonald's does much more revenue through the drive-through than it does inside the store eating. Diet Coke was also launched during the economic in an economic downturn, and so was chocolate chip cookies. And the basketball was invented. 
Someone took uh, a ball that was being used for basketball. I'm not sure if it was a soccer ball or what it was. That, um, but they took it to Mr. Spalding and they said, we need a basketball. We need it to hold up on this kind of court and do this, do that, be this weight. And the basketball was invented during um, down times, possibly at the end of the recession or depression rather. Okay. Um, cheaper resources and labor during a recession can make it much easier for entrepreneurs to develop and launch products. So think about that. Many companies were founded in the recessions, like I said earlier, and they were such companies as General Motors, General Electric, Disney, Hewlett Packer, IBM, FedEx, and a small company called Microsoft, just, just to name a few. Okay. So uh, during recession, during depression, these companies were actually founded. Um, and they're still around today, folks. And there were, th these were just to name a few. There were, there were many more. Businesses are born every single day in America. Don't let anyone scare you um, or scare you out of building or growing your company, uh, the founders saw opportunity versus doom and gloom. Um, so I, this is not about how, how to hunker down during a recession. That's not what this is about. As a matter of fact, when all my, or not all, but most of my competition hunkered down in 2008, 2009, we did the complete opposite. And I'll tell you more about that and how we did it. Um, so this is not about the negative side of uh, doom and gloom of a recession. There is a recession and it's extremely important that you plan for a recession. Um, we, we will also talk more about that today and the companies that thrive did more planning. So business are, businesses are born every day in America. It's opportunity, the land of opportunity. Uh, someone once said that in the early 1900s, there were a thousand uh, men for every opportunity. And today there are a thousand opportunities for every man and woman. Okay. So uh, lots of opportunity. Um, all these companies that were founded during a, the a recession or during the depression, they, they did not think negative. They did not think doom and gloom. It appears that they all worked out well. As a matter of fact, Mark Twain once said, whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. Okay. Um, if everybody's on the, if you're on the side of the majority, it's time to call a timeout, audible, and uh, reflect a little bit. Why am I on the side of the majority? Um, you know, I was told by a few people, including family members, that buying my first air duct cleaning truck would be my downfall. 
So we got into air duct cleaning somewhere around 1993. Uh, invested at the time was a lot of money. Um, invested 15 to 20,000 in a truck um, that we had no work for yet. And there were only two companies in the Dayton area that had just recently got into air duct cleaning truck in 93. So it wasn't like it was a guaranteed success, uh, but we made it happen and we marketed it and we um, told our customers about it and we made it happen and it took off. It was probably one of the fastest things that took off in my entire 32 years honestly. But according to others, it was going to be my biggest downfall. And today we're, we're doing hundreds of thousands a year in air duct cleaning and cleaning thousands of homes per year, every year. So uh, in, if you search businesses that thrive in a recession, like I said earlier, you're going to get what they call session or uh, I'm sorry, recession-proof businesses. And uh, that's just not true. In the HVAC world, you can be in the hottest climate um, where you will naturally do well, uh, but customers can choose to repair versus replace. And customers, like I said earlier, can choose to not have something maintained on a regular basis. So I want to talk about um, I want to talk about where businesses find themselves, and there's four recession groups that I want to talk about. And the first one is one. The first group is one that um, will thrive. They will attract and retain talent well. And they will offer what everyone must have daily, but most importantly, um, they are financially sound. They are a solid company with a strong balance sheet. Uh, they have low leverage, plenty of cash on hand, and strategic options flourish here. So that's one group of companies that will thrive during a recession. But the most important thing that I said there were they were they were financially sound. And many of them had low debt. The second group is they're very constrained with greater chances to a slowing economy, loss of market share to the new um, market, thinner margins, and financially they are not as strong with balance sheets being more challenged. And these companies can resolve uh, to survive, uh, but they're just not thriving, okay? The third group must fight to survive. They are layered and loaded with debt with little to no cash on hand, and they may or may not make it. So you got the first group, Solid, grounded company, financially solid, financially sound, low debt. Second group, uh, very constrained, greater chances of uh, suffering during a slowing uh, economy. Um, they'll get by, 
They're just not going to thrive. Uh, the third group must fight to just survive. And finally, the fourth group is mostly new to market uh, who are successfully focused on growth and market share and choose not to participate in the recession. They know that as an entrepreneur, the unknown will always be part of life and they may, um, and they not only make it through, they come out of it strong with market share and profit and with little debt. They are like Jack Welch who said, never miss an opportunity like a good recession. Okay. So you're going to have companies, uh, die during a recession, their history, they're going under, they're going to crash and burn. You're going to have companies that thrive. You're going to have good old solid companies that thrive. You're going to have some that just hang on barely. And then you're going to have several new ones such as myself in 1990, one man shop that didn't participate, didn't even know about a recession in 1990 but I did know about it in 2008 and 2009 when I chose not to participate in it. Now, we notice in all four of these groups that planning and handling money was very important. And uh, for my company, I've mentioned on this show before that we are still 100% debt-free. I'm 100% debt-free personally. Um, and that is exactly that freeing, freeing. Recessions do not scare me. We, we are blessed to be grounded and solid financially and everything else. We have a good cash flow. We have healthy reserves. Our balance sheet looks good compared to industry averages. We don't even compare. And the only reason I say that and share that with you, um, is because we run we run that kind of business. Um, I've told you before that the first business book I ever read was Business by the Book by Larry Burkett. And what that means is it was a business run by biblical principles. And we've run that. We've tried to run that the best we can all through 32 years. And we, when I say we've been blessed, we've been blessed to do so. And, um, we weren't always, we were debt free for the first seven years. And then, um, I actually, um, leveraged a lot of debt for many different buildings, many different things. Even personally, I bought a farm, uh, adjacent to my house, all this type of stuff that we did, um, with goals of getting debt free by a certain time. And we hit those goals. And, um, so we've run by the biblical principles. They work, they're solid, and they even work for the multi-billion dollar fast food restaurant, Chick-fil-A. Um, and that's a, that's a whole nother class in itself, uh, very positive class in itself. So if you'll all agree that we are in a recession and that we could be heading for tougher times here soon, um, that there are a few things that will help us to survive, um, and thrive. And I want to, I want to go over these. Okay. Um, if it helps you, 
in some way during during the next six months to year, year and a half. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but I am planning for it and I am preparing for it and I am prepared to grow throughout that time again. All right. So number one, my word is plan. My word is plan. Author Jim Ron once said in business, there is spring, summer, fall, and winter and businesses must always plan for winter to enjoy the other seasons, um, our research, their research showed that 80% of small companies do not prepare for winter or quote, slow times. Those that do uh, leave their, those that do leave their competitors in the dust. And when you plan, when you plan, it makes a big difference in, in your business and your life for your team and everything else. I mean, everybody wants to be, you know, ahead of everyone else. I mean, I would think so anyway. I know I do. And I want to be out there ahead of everyone else. I want to be planning if this recession is going to get worse, because right now we're just kind of riding a wave. It, it feels like we're riding a wave. Inflation's at an all-time high. Prices are, are all-time high. And we're just kind of riding this wave. But I don't know what, I don't know which way the wave goes. And, but I do want to plan for it. Uh, so I would say uh, we are not in this for the short haul. Um, we are in it for the long haul. And um, keeping debt low, uh, if not debt free, uh, you can make it through a short time much better and come out stronger. We must stay optimistic and see the glass half full. And a recession is an excellent opportunity to find your perfect niche in your industry and take more market share and grow your business to new heights. And that's exactly what I did in 2008 and 2009. 46%, 48% up in 2008 and 19% up in 2009. Uh, very healthy two years during a recession when everyone else was down. So number one, plan. Number two, increase. Meaning of that is increase advertising, increase hiring, increase buying new equipment. Warren Buffett said, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. So. 2008, 2009, when a lot of my competition was fearful, we were kicking butt. We increased our advertising by four or 5%. We hired new people. We bought new trucks, new equipment, and we did not hunker down. We got out there and made things happen and we were killing it. We surpassed never, never before as a small business, we surpassed the whole million dollar number and, and jumped to the next number and, and never looked back. I mean, that's exciting for a small business to do something like that. Um, especially when you're in a small area 
um, such as Dayton, Ohio. Okay, so increase. And uh, now is the time. A recession is the time to differentiate yourself from everyone else. You should be doing that all the time, but now's a perfect time to do it. So image is still everything, and brands can project um, to the customer that the image of a corporate stability during challenging times. In other words, when you're when you're kicking it, when you're kicking it in, and you're killing it, when everyone else is hurting, it says something to your customers and to the community that you've got your act together, basically. And image is everything. You know, recently I just produced a uh, 15 second and a 30 second commercial that I did. I did. Uh, it's mostly radio. Uh, radio is easy. I can record right here. I can send it into the radio station. They drop my music bed on it and it's live in, in a couple hours. And uh, our sales team mentioned to me that a lot of the a lot of our competitors do not have enough stock and they're a week, two weeks, three weeks out scheduling and go back to the word plan. Uh, we planned a long time ago. Uh, we plan to have stock. Our warehouse is full. We have stock. And um, our customers don't have to wait. If we install something today and we want to put it in today or tomorrow, we can. We have it in stock. What We planned that. It wasn't, it wasn't wait till everyone, uh, all the suppliers were running out of stock. It was while they had stock, we, were, we asked for more and we purchased more and we acquired more. Most of our stock is um, not paid for at the time until we sell it, which is called consignment, but we don't, we don't, uh, we still can order as much as we want, basically. So that built confidence in our community and our consumers and our customers that we were ahead of the game. That's confident. Sure enough, one of our competitors had to come out two or three days later with a, with a commercial stating their warehouse was full, even though it wasn't. And uh, it's just funny what people do. But, you know, you as long as you're ahead of the game, as long as you're leading the pack, you know, they can follow all they want. Um, people think of us anyway when they hear it. So, uh, you know, Henry Ford once quipped, a man who stops advertising to save money is like a man who stops a clock to save time. And that's a fact. Uh, when we increased our advertising, it did wonders uh, when, when everyone else cut back on their advertising. Okay. Studies have proven that in every recession dating back to at least 1970s, that most successful firms increase their marketing investment during recessions. So you want to learn, you want to learn how to be successful, go back in history and find out how the companies that thrived during recessions did it. And that will show you exactly what we're talking about today. And number three is don't hunker down. You know, hunkering down is, is being scared. And 
we're definitely not going to play that mode. We're not going to play that. We're not going to play that hand of being scared. We're not scared. Um, there might be a lot of companies and business owners out there who are scared, but we're not scared. Um, so don't hunker down. The term hunker down means two things. One, it means related to preparation for some type of pressure that you're anticipating. Or two, it relates to hiding and being scared. Again, uh, which one did you would you prefer? I'd prefer neither, folks. Um, don't hunker down. By focusing on the hunker down metaphor, especially the we're afraid to spend more, hire more, advertise more, it will cause you to not see all the opportunities out there. And that's what happens. You will lose sight of all the opportunities. Besides that, um, what if I find, like I did in 2008, 2009, that all the competitors retrenching and pulling back and hiding in caves, um, if you hunker down, you, you aren't missing a unique opportunity to gain market share. You are losing, rather. You're losing opportunity to gain market share, okay? If you hunker down with everybody else, nobody's seeing the optimistic side of a, quote, recession, okay? And it is here. It could get worse. My question is, are you ready for it? Are you, are you ready for a recession? Are you just hoping that this wave rides it out and, and you can just ride out this wave and, and, and it never comes down? That's not reality, folks. I mean, I hope that happens, but I even want to, I want to thrive even if it does come down. I want to be prepared even if it does come down. The last one is higher. And, um, what do, uh, listen to this, what do tech companies like MailChimp, Square, and Venmo have in common? Any guesses? They were all started in the last two recessions of 2001 and 2009. When everyone else is cutting hours or laying off employees, that's why you need to think about hiring. If companies like MailChimp, Square, and Venmo today can start up and be that successful during a recession, the least we can do is hire during a recession, okay? Um, when everyone's cutting hours or laying off employees, think about hiring. It's a great time to find good people, folks. The, these people are out there working for other companies who are laying off, hunkering down, scared. They wanna work for someone strong. They, they want to work for someone winning. They want to be on the winning team. Make it happen. Again, image is everything. Hiring during downtimes show that your company is committed to growth and committed to the future. And that says a lot to a lot of people on your team, your community, your customers, and everyone else. That's huge. So this, this recession might be different from the past ones. Like I said, nobody knows. And uh, we, just, we just don't know. Right now, our inflation rate is at an all-time high today. It's 9.1% with gas, steel, food, everything else busting 
at the highest prices we've ever seen. Not fair to a 16-year-old getting their license today, but, you know, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. Um, so far, um, we, America, uh, for the most part, we're riding this thing out pretty good. A lot of people argue we're not even in a recession. Um, but we don't know what's going to happen, folks. Nobody here knows. And that's why I want you to think about this. Hey, if you have any questions, uh, click on there. Shoot me any questions you've got. Um, respond to anything. Tell us how you're doing uh, during past recessions or doing today. And uh, just let us know. We'd, we'd be very interested in knowing and we can learn from you as well. So before we wrap it up, if you're uh, watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. Uh, you can support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening um, because we'll get you through a recession if you'll listen to me. By the way, I took a class uh, in early 2008 and it was called How to Thrive During a Recession. I took multi-pages of notes, multiple pages of notes. I applied those notes. I succeeded through 2008, 2009, when, when very, very, very few of my competitors did. So that's what this show will do for you. And as always, it will help you sleep better at night. But don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. And be sure to tune in next week when we will continue to talk about business, how to grow your business, how to solidify your business, and all those types of things. Thanks for listening. And as always, carry on and have a great day.